What a regular season matchup between the Dallas Stars and the Colorado Avalanche that ends in a shootout with the Avalanche getting the extra points. Almost had a playoff-like atmosphere to this one. Avs get that extra point. They will play again later in the week. A lot to talk about with this game. A fun, exciting game. And Jamie Ben got laid out. Another episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you right now. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I think with the with the Avalanche winning the Stanley Cup, uh, I, I, in watching games, I'm a little bit like calmer watching games now, but that game... I was fist pumping, man, a lot of times during that game. So uh, a fun game to talk about today. Uh, Today's episode of Locked on Avalanche. We're part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. You can find us on our social media outlets, LLPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified. When a new show goes live, all right, Mr. Kyle Sullivan, Shaggy Von Doom, uh, great game, great, mm-hmm. fun, entertaining game. Uh, the road trip for the Avalanche, extremely successful. Uh, six points go their way. And, you know, with games in hand against Dallas, you know, things are, are looking good for the Avs, and they're just they're just hitting their stride, even down as many guys as they are on their roster. The guys that are replacing those guys that were missing, you can see that, you know, just getting repetition and, and getting ice time. They're starting to play well, too. And, you know, the team is coming together for what they have. And and it, and it's just they're just looking good right now. They're just like I said earlier, they're, they're hitting their stride right now. Uh, and they're they're a fun team to watch. Especially with like the contributions of New Hook, like his placement for his goal, like seeing him like he has nine points now. Like that's incredible to see where he started the season, where it was so shaky on where he's going to be. He's found his stride. The defense has found his stride. Josh Manson's looking good. Like, and it's funny you mentioned like this road trip being so successful. It's the tale of two seasons where last year it was, I can't wait to get back to ball arena where that's where we win. Now it's the road is where we win. Let's stay on the road forever. Yeah, they're they're looking good, um, and we'll get to a lot of uh, what the game had to offer. But we we kind of have to start it with the milestone set by uh, All World Kale McCarr, quickest defenseman to 200 points. I did it in 195 games. That's 12 games less uh, than second place. Who uh, I, I had who I had up who it was, and I completely forgot. Let me bring that up again. Um, uh, Zuboff, Sergey Zuboff, who did it in 207 games. So he's the first one to do it in under 200 games. And, and you know, you can just go on and on about this guy. And, and the shot that he that he had was on a power play. Uh, how would you have liked to have been uh, Evan Rodriguez in the way <laughs> of that? Like, that's, you know, these guys just have no fear. I mean, yeah. another six inches to the left, and that is bonking off something on Evan Rodriguez, but uh, fearless just to be in there on that slap shot by Kale McCarr. So he gets the to 200 points quicker than anybody else in the history of the game. 
And, you know, as young as he is and how much we go on and on about him, you just don't see it ending. You just see a, a career filled with milestones for this guy. Yeah, you're going to see him take the trajectory that you saw Dan Marino and like Peyton Manning take towards the end of their career where they're going to start creating stats like the winningest player on Thursday. Like, <laughs> like <clears throat> you're going to run out of ways to quantify how awesome Kale McCarr is. And like, yes, he's the quickest D-man to hit 200 points. Now he's going to go quickest to 300 and then quickest to 300 goals. Like it, it, it's never going to stop with Kale McCarr. This is just the beginning. Like you could finally hang this on him. Like this was the next hurdle. Now he's going to be the quickest to win two, three, four Norris trophies. Mm. It's not going to stop. This is only the beginning. Yeah. So uh, excited for him that he got, and, and he's so humble about it. And he yeah. always is like, it's nothing new. And at the first intermission, uh, Keith was uh, interviewing him and he, he basically just like, brushed it off like i think maybe because he's in the middle of a game so he's not really gonna think about it too much right now because it happened in the first period and it was more of like oh this is it's it's a team it's a team thing it's not just me so uh that's that's just camel car in a nutshell so um and, yeah, you yeah. know that's kind of refreshing like to have somebody of his caliber not constantly remind you with his mouth how great he is like he just goes <laughs> yeah. out there and does it he doesn't yeah. constantly like he doesn't act like Terrell Owens with it. Like he gets mm -hmm. out there, just clocks in, clocks out, goes home. Like he's not a braggadocious. And we talk all the time about growing the game. Like we have the perfect role model for the next generation of NHL players. Like if we can have 20 more Kale McCars in the next 20 years, I think the league's going to be in good shape. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's for the most part, a hockey player. They're, they're usually, you know, team oriented when they're doing interviews like that. So he's, you know, he, he he fits right into that mold. So you got to love him for it. And we're just happy that he's on our team wearing our colors because I would hate to go up against that guy multiple times a year. Uh, as far as the game goes itself, just a fantastic game to just sit and watch. And like I said in the beginning, like I, just because like the Avalanche won the cup, I, I, I am a little bit like calmer watching these games. But this one got me riled up and, and especially the fight between Josh Manson and Jamie Ben, And when the camera panned back to them, you know, and that happens when a fight goes on. Like the camera's always watching the action. And then when there's a fight, that camera just cuts right to the fight. When I saw it was, was Ben, I got to the edge of the seat and I was like, oh, please. like in most fights, most fights don't go that way. Yeah. Where someone gets flat out knocked up to their butt. Um, you always have the grabbing and, and, you know, sometimes they'll go down to the ice and the rest split it up. But, I was just praying for something like that to happen. And the prayers were answered <laughs> because I'm not a Jamie Ben fan. And he's probably one of those guys. that's like, if he's on your team, you obviously love him. Um, but I just, I just, I don't, I don't like his game. And I, I think he's a cheap shot artist and uh, I, I'm, I'm just not a fan. So when I saw he was going to mix it up and when I saw he was going to mix it up with someone who can stand up to him, I was praying for Josh Manson to do something exactly like what he did. And that got it had to get the avalanche motivated because it got me motivated just watching it on my couch. And it's and it's funny that it happened. I literally turned in a school paper Friday about hockey fights aren't just as prevalent as they used to be. And then mm. fast forward to last night's game. Not only was it a fight, it was Jamie Benn and Josh Manson. 
And then if you told anybody, yeah, they got in a fight, you're like, oh, I bet you that was good, and I bet you Ben won. Jimmy Ben yeah. didn't have a chance. Yeah, he dude, he looked timid. Yes, he looked like oh man, like I I I mixed it up with the wrong guy. I didn't go pick on a, a peon. Yeah, uh, I, I I have someone who can go toe to toe with me, and I think I think he tried to throw a couple uh, punches in there, but uh, Manson had to drop on him. And and then he dropped him literally. Yep. It was it was so beautiful, so and, beautiful. I love it. And you know that might be a rallying point because we mentioned in yesterday's episode about the defense. Yeah, <clears throat> that like that's something that needs to be addressed and tightened up a little bit. Like this could be one of those moments that you rally around Josh Manson taking care of business against Jamie Ben, one of the veterans of the league, handily. Like this yeah. is something that'll fire your team up for this long stretch that they're about to go into. Oh, I got it up on uh, YouTube right now. If people are watching on YouTube and it's just uh, a thing of beauty because you, you want your replay here in a second. Yeah. There we go. Um, ben, ben is just skating around. He's not engaging. I just feel like that's the point. Let me rewind that really quick. Like in the very beginning, he's, he seems skate around right there. Yeah. He's like, Oh man, like who'd I, who'd I get involved with here? <laughs> And he's not going after him. And see that one right there? Yep. Manson it, flinched at him and he buckled. Yep. Oh my God. I love it. And like Man it was it was funny because he starts out this fight with kind of like that Davy Crockett grin where he's yeah. like, Oh, I know what I'm doing here. And then he quickly realizes, no, I don't. Wow. No, I love that. But look at his eyes. He's terrified. Yep. <laughs> He is terrified. He does not want to engage with Manson whatsoever. He's just going to try to grab him and just, you know, kind of grapple to the ground. He's he's, he's backing up the entire time, even right here. He switches and he's still backing up. Look at his, like how we look at his mannerisms. He's leaning away from Manson. That like that's a guy that does not want to fight because he knows what's coming, and here it comes. Gone. Yep. Love it. Absolutely love that. Josh Manson to me gets a. The number one star, even though this game went into overtime in a shootout. Uh, but that was just that was a thing of beauty. That and was he's a thing such of beauty. a sweetheart, and like to see him like do this, it, it speaks a lot to what he'll do for the team. Yeah. Yep. And with uh McDermott not in there, uh, you know, he's kind of got to be the muscle because you don't want you don't want EJ to be the muscle anymore. He's too old, he's gonna break bones if he yeah. <laughs> you can't do that, EJ. But Manson's gotta play that role. Yep. And uh, at least last night he played it to a T. Uh, a lot more to get to in this game. There's uh, a, a lot of good and obviously some bad. They let the equalizer goal go in, but um, they, you know they regrouped, went to overtime, had a pretty good overtime, and and this thing in, in a shootout. So a lot to get to uh, involving this game. But first, we are going to hear from BetOnline.net, which is your number one source. For sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis, get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to esports to the NHL and, of course, the World Cup. We've got it all at betonline.net. I did watch some of that USA game. A draw. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it's fun and entertaining. I just What takes me out of the sport is just the, the whining and complaining. It just seems like it's every play. I never did. I broke my ribs in goal and played the next game. Yeah, did you really? Yeah. Yeah. So I, it was it was an entertaining game, though. It was fun. Uh, so if you love podcasts, well, guess what? Bet Online has those as well. We're always the fastest 
and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. That is betonline.net. It's where the game starts. All right, so let's get into some stats here. Uh, once again, the the faceoffs for the Avalanche are just atrocious, man. That's sixty five percent to thirty five percent in favor of the Stars. Um, we, I know we've been picking on Nathan McKinnon at least for the last couple of games. Uh, he only won thirty five percent of his faceoffs. Uh, Jason Megna, believe it or not, won sixty percent. I don't know how many he actually took, but. He, uh, he, he won the most, and Alex Newhook won 50%. So those two guys did it relatively well. Um, interesting enough, like you, they had JT Comfer in for the opening faceoff of the overtime. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was going to be one of those things. Remember they did that last year with, with Nazem Kadri, where he would take the opening faceoff. If he won it, he would just go right to the Stay bench. right off, yeah. And <clears throat> I don't remember who came in. Maybe it could have been Landeskog or somebody came in. And I thought that was going to happen. Uh, but Comfort won the draw and stayed out there. It was a little bit of a surprise. It was out there with McCarr and McKinnon. Um, I mean, it didn't obviously harm them because, you know, they didn't give up any goal and, and he looked okay. But that, that shocked me a little bit that he was out there for that. And I know I, I saw a couple of the YouTube comments talking about like faceoffs, this or that. Look at where we rank in faceoff wins in the league. This is why we point this out. We are last, dead last. last. 32. And I know everybody rolls their eyes. Why are they talking about faceoffs? Once we get to like game 70, like 75, 80, and the playoffs, you need every little bit of advantage you get. And yeah. with the penalty kill working the way it does, winning the faceoff when you're killing the, the penalty, crucial. It only adds to the potency of your penalty kill. You have to win faceoffs, it is part of the game. You cannot give any team a competitive advantage. You cannot go in and play Dallas again on Saturday winning 36, 32% of your faceoffs. That's just not going to fly because they are going to adjust and they know that's a weakness and they will capitalize. Well, faceoffs for me, like the ones you have to win are, are the situational ones. You know what I mean? Like when you're starting a, a power play, yeah. obviously you're starting it in your zone. You want to win that one. Because if you don't, they can throw it down the ice and there's 15, 20 seconds gone. You know what I mean? So things like that. Yeah, like center ice uh, penalties and or not penalties, center ice face-offs. Those go whatever, which way. Like there, there's there's some face-offs that are bigger than others. Yeah. And it just seems like the Avalanche, when they need that face-off win, don't get it most of the time. So the, the, the fact that JT Confer won that one in overtime was huge. Yeah. That, that, like that's finally one that you you had to, you wanted to have you didn't have to have it you wanted to have it because that sets the tone like possession and overtime is huge yes so they finally got that one look what happened they, they controlled the puck for like for the first three minutes and then you draw a penalty um and that's kind of, we'll kind of lead into that right now the abs only one for six they have the number one power play uh percentages i should say on on the season in the league only one for six, but you know, you have to give so much credit here to Jake Ottinger because this this game could have been out of control for for Dallas. He was as every bit as advertised and is going to be advertised because how I said earlier, like 
if Kale McCarr wasn't in our team, I'd hate playing against this guy. I hate playing against Jake Ottinger. Yeah. And I really like him. Yeah. <laughs> He's He plays the game well. It seems like uh, he, he has, again, how we're talking about Kale McCarr and how he interviews and he comes across as just a, a likable guy. Same thing with Ottinger. Uh, you just hate him because he's not in the Avalanche uniform, and he's he's tough to beat. Yep. He's very tough, and he showed it. The Avs could have easily had five or six goals in this game. And you know, it's funny. This is how we used to talk about Darcy Kimper when we played him um, mm. when he was in Arizona. Like he's just he was fun to watch because he always seemed to figure us out. Same with Ottinger, and I love the way he carries himself. And in the off season, it was Robo and Ottinger. It's who the Dallas Stars fans wanted to sign. They would sign everybody else, and they would tie up all these contracts, but the fans wanted Ottinger and Robo. And when they finally signed them, the fans were content, and now you see why. Because Robo was the the sole source for offensive production for Dallas, and Ottinger was the reason that they were even close. Robertson's a good hockey player. He's, He's an excellent hockey player, and uh held out for as long as he possibly could and 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 got a really good contract i feel like for and i think that's a what is it like in the sevens in the low sevens i think that is for aav that's a steal of a contract if you ask me and he's so good with those two mentioned you can build a team around those two like oh easily especially with ben getting older like that team sagan's getting older once mm-hmm. those guys start fading away, you can really build around those two. Yeah. So it's interesting to see where this team's going to go. Yeah, and 35 shots on goal for the Avs compared to the Stars 24. So you can outshoot teams, baby. <laughs> a little bit better defensive uh, output for the Avalanche. Uh, you had Georgiev, who just continues to play extremely well. Yeah, he gave up two goals. You'll live with that. Uh, but one of them had to be reviewed. Yeah. And it, it, it is by the letter of the rules. It is a goal. I'm sure there's going to be some Avalanche fans out there that are not happy about it. But that's a goal. Um, and, and a lot of people are getting on England again for uh, kind of screwing up his goalies. Uh, it, I'm still not going to get on him for the first one. I think that was just a miscommunication. I think it's easy to get on him for that first one when he ran into Frankie. Uh, this one, yeah, that that this is his fault. He, he cross-checks a guy directly into his goalie. You can't be doing that, dude. And it ends up, and and I think Georgiev would have had the save. I think he, the, he would have settled the puck down, but it didn't. Kind of just propped up on on his. Looked like it was on his pad, and because it it was just so quick, he didn't have time to stop the puck completely. And England checks uh, Robertson into Georgiev, and the puck is continuing to move, and it goes into the goal. And you just have to shake your head at that one. He's literally the unluckiest player I've ever seen in my life. Like <laughs> I, I want to just keep watching how this plays out, but it's it continues to baffle me. Like it's it's not just it's not that he doesn't he's not an apt he doesn't know what he's not doing. He's just. Got the worst luck ever. We talk about puck luck all the time. Well, he's got the counter. You know, I mean, like for guys like him, like this is his first shot up with the Avs, and and you know, it's. I think he's just he's giddy. You know, I mean, and he and and he's trying to make the play. And I I think if you know, let's say let's say he he's with the Avs for the next three months. Yeah, uh, he's not going to make that play again because he's maybe a little bit more comfortable. I think he's trying to just. To, to make a play to to stop something from happening 
and he's not going through his, you know, the the the, the end results quickly yeah. in his head. He's not doing it fast enough. He's just like, there's a guy in front of me. There's the puck. I need to stop him from doing that. Uh, but that's not the way to do it. So I, I I'm not trying to defend him or anything. Yeah. It, it's an indefensible play. But I'm just saying, like, on the grand scheme of it, I think, you know, he, he might understand that his time with playing with the abs at this level right now is short, especially with Sam Girard, who could be coming back next game. So he's going to just go put out there and put out, like, this maximum effort. And that was effort. Yeah. It, it ended in a bad result. But he's just doing that because he's – you got to go all out. And sometimes when you do that, you make mistakes like that. And that's what I was just about to say. Like, there's no answer to this, but would you rather have England who is making mistakes, but he's involved in the play and he's trying, or JT Comfer, who you have to struggle to find that he's out there. You know he's out there. He's not mm-hmm. doing anything good or bad. He's out there, but he's not contributing. Like, yeah. at least yeah. England's trying. Things are oh, going yeah. wrong, terribly wrong for him, but he's trying. He's involved in the play. You're talking about him, whether it's good or bad. To quote Jack Sparrow, so you have heard of me and JT Comfort. You have to like look yeah. for him, so yeah. I, I feel like you know, there, there was some some uh pucks that were going into the stars offensive zone that he had to chase down that he got to, yeah. And you know, he didn't fumble it, and it was kind of a, a big moments where it's just him and a, a, a stars forward one on one, and he just had to collect the puck and just not screw it up. Yep. Just not turn it over, and and I thought he did that on a number of occasions. So, but those things are just going to get blo- you know what he did that led to an uh, a star's goal. Those things are going to get blown up so much more than the small minor detail things that he was doing right. Yep. So uh, we probably won't see him for much longer because Sandra could be coming back, um, but we'll see. We'll have to see how that how that all shakes down. But I wanted to get back to Georgia because, man, like. You, that's the goal that Dallas had for 59 minutes and 35 seconds. Yeah. That was the goal. Some, you know, the, not this fluke goal, but just a, a, a bad play by an avalanche defender was the only way that the, uh, that the stars could score. And then they pull the goalie and then you have Robertson just make a really good play. And I, and you dude, uh, you could see it happening you you saw they, they had obviously six guys out there and it was logan o'connor who kind of they seemed like the abs were getting a little bit tired yeah. and dallas passed the puck off to the right hand side and o'connor cheated a little bit to go play that puck and play that player which left robertson wide open and as soon as that he puck went his direction i kind of put my hands up yep. on my head i was like oh no yep. and he just yep. roofed it yeah, I, I literally was sitting right here. I go rookie because <laughs> when you uh, when you bite like that, you know something bad's going to happen. I mean, it's simple math. Like, yeah, you're in the wrong spot. So it was it was he was just out of position, and he just gave him too much time and space. Uh, and when you have a guy like that with that type of skill, he'll find a way to get it into the mm-hmm. into the net. So, um, all right, we have a sound check to get to. And then uh, we'll see what's ahead for the Avalanche after this three to two shootout win. But first, Simply Safe. And we're talking about Simply Safe. Why? Because it is the holiday season, my friend. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. And uh, we get 
a lot of gifts delivered to the house. I got a bunch delivered today, actually. No lie. Likewise. Uh, did you? Yeah. I mean, we're going overboard for the kids this year, which, I mean, is the norm for for me. Like, I I, ha- I just feel bad if I don't uh, give my... I, it doesn't have to be big gifts. No. I just want, like, little things. I just want my kids... I'd rather my kids open, like, 100 presents of, like, just a pencil. <laughs> just so they can open something. Uh, but... You get all of these gifts delivered to your house and you have to be cautious because yep. people are out there scouting the neighborhoods. And did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? So when you get those, that package of pencils that your kids can open and the toothbrush that they can open. Socks. And the socks and the underwear. And what else do we, what else do we get? What else do we get as a kid? Fruitcake. I I've never eaten a bite of fruitcake in my life. I used to I get will, like a a bar of fruitcake wrapped in foil. I will keep that Cal Ripken streak going, if you ask me. <laughs> uh, but right now, our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering fifty percent off of their award-winning security system, so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. So order your Simply Safe system for half off and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind. For the holidays, Simply Safe is a whole home security system with advanced sensors in every room, window, and door, HD security cameras from inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when the threat is real and even has hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats in your home. Do not miss your chance to save big on the only security system that we recommend. You get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. It's their biggest discount of the year, so do not wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. And there is no safe like Simply Safe. All right, sir. A sound check to get to. Uh, if you are unfamiliar with our LOA sound check segment, Kyle and I pick a song that we feel best summarizes the most recent game. In this case, the shootout win. Three to two, Colorado over the Dallas Stars. You can follow this playlist over on Spotify. Just search LOA Soundcheck Volume Number Two. And what do you got for uh, this matchup, sir? <clears throat> if you've listened to the show any amount of time, you know I'm the heavy metal guy, the ska guy. I'll throw a gangster rap song at you because you don't know how I grew up. <laughs> We've thrown Disney. I've thrown Disney at show. you. Yeah, and a poopy stupid butt song. Yeah, I've um. I'm going to continue that streak. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Buffett. We've never had a Jimmy Buffett song either. Yes. Jimmy Buffett. This is had to be like 72, 73, 74, somewhere around there where he had hair like season one, Frazier Crane. Um, He has a really good song about how depressing Dallas is. And that's what I feel like every like intermission when you see like everybody talking, you see just like the green flickering in the background. You have like all these traumatic memories of like, like the the video the Locked On Stars guys decide to share today, or just like you, <laughs> yeah, you right. just want to get out of Dallas. And Jimmy Buffett wrote a whole song about it, so now you get to listen to it. It's just called Dallas. Yep. I'm looking up the lyrics right now. Uh, oh, dude, <laughs> the opening line. <laughs> If you ever get the, the chance to go to Dallas, take it from me, pass it pass by. Yep. 
because you'll only sing the blues down in Dallas. Take it from me. Don't go and cry. Wow. Uh, man, I don't think uh, th does he tour? And if he tours, does he ever go to Dallas because of he's, this song? he's on the beaches in Florida? I don't think he's ever going to Dallas. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I, I got I don't think I've ever heard that song. It's good. So, uh, good I, what do you think a Jimmy Buffett song would sound like? It's not what you think of Jimmy. It's not like that typical like island nope. style of song. Okay. Good. I mean, he's got me hooked on the first uh first couple bars there. So I'll definitely check that one out. Um, I'm gonna go with uh this is maybe like my 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 brother's uh one of my brother's favorite bands, uh thing called My Morning Jacket. Oh yeah, yeah, because I, I had to go I had to kind of focus on the Kale McCarr aspect here. Um, you know, a lot of times we do focus on the game and, and yeah. like you did, and that totally makes sense. But when you have like a milestone like this, um, I'm going to kind of keep the focus on that. And, uh, one of the more popular, my morning jacket songs, it's called I'm amazed. And I just continue to be amazed by this guy. And, yep. and I, I say this so many times, if you listen to this podcast for, you know, the 617 episodes that we've done, I've said many times, like, I don't have a favorite player just because the way sports are today just players move around from team to team when it's free agency time you don't get those Derek Jeter 20 seasons with one team anymore it's very rare uh, but I do appreciate in hockey that you, you have more of an opportunity for that to happen we have in a top hockey, line built on it yeah yeah and then any other sport so uh, I don't typically get attached to players because chances of them moving on at some point are are good are great thank you for not mentioning naz's name i get it yeah there you go yeah i was, I was trying to I, i'm trying to protect you from that but, thank you yeah um but having said that it's tough to not put kale mccarr in your favorite yeah. but it's he's just one of those guys that you just absolutely love and, and enjoy watching him play game in and game out because like what's he gonna do yep. um he just some uh, he, he makes guys look foolish and you know he breaks ankles out on the ice. He's just and and to have this to to have this added to all of the things that he's accomplished already just makes you giddy with like you don't want to get to the end of his career because you just you, you want it to go very slow yeah. and you want him to have a long career. But uh, it makes you think, man, if he can accomplish all this now and he just keeps this going, where is he going to be in this list of of not? Colorado Avalanche, because he's going to be towards the very top of that. And that Mount Rushmore is going to get blown up. And yep. <laughs> he's going to be, I'm talking about in the grand scheme of defensemen in the history of the game. Are we watching one of the greatest potentially to ever do it? I don't think anybody could really say no to that. Yeah. And the course that he's on right now, like let's say you live in Chicago and your Blackhawks are not doing great or pick a bad team insert team here and the avalanche come to town you know your team's going to get beat down but you're going to buy a ticket and go to the game just so you could say i witnessed kale mccarr do this because he has the potential of having a highlight or a record that night every night so you're going to buy a ticket even if you have no affiliation with the team if kale no. mccarr is in town you're buying a ticket to go see him because he's that kind of talent and if you are affiliated with the Avalanche and, and you're out of market and you go to those like the games that, that we'll go to. Yeah. Um, at the game I was just at in, in Carolina. If it's an Avalanche jersey, 
I, I don't know. I'm not going to say nine times out of 10 because there's so many jerseys of, you know, throughout avalanche history that people are going to wear. But the, the number one jersey I think that you see now is Kale McCarr yeah, yep. over Nathan McKinnon. You know, McKinnon was it for a little while, but, you know, McCarr just busted on the scene last year and he's the favorite. He, like, yeah. for kids, for, for like little kids, like, he is the, the Seth Curry. Uh, a Steph Curry. I said Seth Curry. That's uh, from the, lesser, the lesser yeah. Curry. Uh, <laughs> the, the, yeah. like, that, that's that's what he is right now. So the kids love to watch him, and they're buying his jersey up. Because like, if you were in Dallas, you see all those Sagan and Ben jerseys. If you're wearing that out to the mall, and just a hockey fan comes up to you and sees that, mm. they'll respect you if it's a Madonna jersey. But if they see it's a Ben or a Sagan, they're like, whatever, dude. Like, okay, you get so? on. <laughs> if you see a Kale McCarr jersey out there, or even a Nathan McKinnon, but Kale McCarr is like on a whole different level right now. You see it, and you're you always hear like, "I respect that guy." Yeah, like you get the respect I, of not Avalanche fan bases, and that's not universal when it comes to hockey players and their talent. There's a, a friend of mine who uh, his son is is getting to hockey. Really good little like I think he's like ten or eleven years old. Um, he's been playing for a couple of years. This this is the first season he has switched to defense. And why do you think that is? See, that's what he, I'm talking he want, about. Right he wants there. to play defense now. So he's had like, and I keep going back to Curry and how he kind of like just, just reframed the NBA in making the three-point shot. It's always been there. Well, it's not yeah. always been there. I've been there for a long time. But just redefine the three-point shot. Yeah. Uh, and Cam and McCarr is kind of redefining defenseman so much so that you know little kids want to take after this he's not just a, a person like oh i look up to him and 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 you know i, I admire him i want to play his position yeah is what the kids are saying so it, it's a fun thing to watch and like i said just the fact that he's on our team I, I i don't take that for granted we are cool we are very lucky yeah absolutely so all right, uh, that is going to wrap it up for today, everybody. So uh, a, a good win. Uh, you, you wanted to get the regulation win so you could get those two points while Dallas gets nothing, but you gain a point on them. Uh, that's okay. You still have a couple games in hand, I think, on, on Dallas. So things are continue to look good for the Avs off on Tuesday, and mm -hmm. then they're playing Wednesday night against, is it Nashville? If uh, Wednesday is Vancouver, and then what? Nashville on Black Friday. Okay, there we go. They're mixed up. All right. So Vancouver uh, back in Ball Arena, too. Pretty sure on that. And so. Vancouver, at time of recording, is losing to Vegas. So we are going to catch mm -hmm. them after going through the Vegas buzzsaw. So that okay. might work to our advantage. All right. All right. So, um, yeah, but we will be back tomorrow. A interesting episode we're going to have tomorrow. There was a really good article over on The Athletic, which we talk about a lot. Um, they have, like, this, this rules courts, and people can – write in to them on rules that they want to see no matter how fantastical they are uh so they came out with another article and some uh, maybe rule changes that we could see in the nhl so kind of a fun one that we'll have uh, tomorrow and anything else that might be happening be happening in avalanche land so thank you for making this your first listen of the day everybody that is obviously always appreciated he is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go! Go, Abs, go!